Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Our membership is diverse and inclusive. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Our chapters include Arizona, Alaska, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, Montana, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hi guys, today is Tuesday. It is February 8th and a lot has happened since I... uh, talked with you last. Oh my gosh. So over the weekend, three of our members of our our organization on the national level participated in a conference sponsored by Western Liberty Network. Now, Western Liberty Network is a partner organization with us. And they're also a 501c3 organization, fantastic group. And they do what we don't. So that's why we're such great partners, because we complement one another. Both of our organizations are nonpartisan. In other words, we aren't either uh, Democrat, Republican, Constitution, you know, we're not associated, formally associated with a party. On the other hand, many of our members are represented by more than one party and by more than one uh, demographic. So what Western Liberty Network does is they put on trainings and they are featured on a page on our website titled Partners. And I'm going to post that link in the show notes. They teach activists, citizens, all citizens should be um, active in the political process. They should all be active in their local governments, both Western Liberty Network and Parents' Rights in Education, to see more people get involved because we believe of every individual in our country and, and that this nation, because it was founded on, on true individual freedom, individual liberty, and individual rights, not the collective. That's pretty much the bottom line. So hope you will take a look at their site and avail yourselves of their training sessions, which are posted on their website. Sign up to receive their announcements of upcoming trainings. Okay, so moving along. What did we talk about at that event? Well, uh, this is a very interactive conference. You have a chance to participate. And we led two workshops. The first one had to do with critical race theory and how that's applied in the public school setting. And the second one uh, focused on parental rights and how to be involved in your local school board. Primarily, that is where the action is, guys. It's the school board. We've got to have more involvement with policies that are set by our local boards. 
Anyway, so I thought it would be interesting to talk about these topics with you guys, because it's been a while since I've even touched on critical race theory. And it's in full force in so many classrooms. And, you know, it's not that easy to detect at times. I want you to know about our stand on this issue. And also, I'm going to share some things um, from Christopher Rufo that I discussed in the first workshop. So by law, public schools are to remain politically neutral, unbiased. And Parents' Rights in Education opposes the promotion of any anti-American, anti-capitalism, and Marxist ideology by government schools. After all, they are funded by citizen tax dollars. PRE also opposes the promotion of radical theologies, including critical race theory, by administrators, teachers, and counselors, and we are opposed to influence by outside groups who organize and promote Marxism and or radical political change within the school systems. United States students should be taught the following. U.S. history, rule of law, the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and civics. Christopher Rufo is probably the best source for information regarding critical race theory. He has he is a very skilled, uh, talented, skilled journalist, and he has created so many amazing articles regarding uh, critical race theory and how it has been used not only in public schools today, but but in other governmental institutions from local cities all the way up to the military. So he has a definition for critical race theory, and it pretty much sums it up. He states that it is an academic discipline that holds that the United States is a nation founded on white supremacy and oppression, and that these forces are still at the root of our society. Critical race theorists believe that American institutions such as the Constitution and legal system preach freedom and equality, but are mere camouflages for the naked racial discrimination. They believe that racism is a constant, universal condition, and it simply becomes more subtle, sophisticated, and insidious over the course of history. In simple terms, critical race theory reformulates the old Marxist dichotomy of oppressor and oppressed, replacing the class categories of bourgeoisie and proletariat with the identity categories of white and black. But the basic conclusion is the same. In order to liberate man, society must be fundamentally transformed through moral, economic, and political revolution. Wow. So let's take a look at the key concepts and quotations. 
race essentialism. Critical race theory reduces individuals to the quasi-metaphysical categories of blackness and whiteness, and then loads these categories with value connotations. Positive traits are attributed to blackness, and negative traits are attributed to whiteness. Although some critical race theorists formally reject race essentialism, functionally, they often use these categories as malicious labels that erase individual identities. All whites are racist. Critical race theorists argue explicitly that all white people are racist and perpetuate systems of white supremacy and systemic racism. This concept is deeply related to race essentialism. Whites, including small children, cannot escape from being racist. America is fundamentally a racist nation. Critical race theorists argue that America was founded on racism, slavery, and white supremacy, and remains a fundamentally racist nation to this day. Then there's collective guilt. Critical race theory claims that individuals categorized as white are inherently responsible for injustice and oppression committed by white populations in the past. This concept, sometimes framed as white guilt, white shame, and white complicity, which are psychological manifestations of collective guilt. Then there's opposition to equality under the law. Critical race theorists explicitly reject the principle. Here it comes, guys. They reject the principle of equality under the law including the 14th Amendment and the Civil Rights Act of 1964. They argue that legal equality, non-discrimination, and colorblindness are mere camouflages used to uphold white supremacist structures. We heartily disagree with this, and I want to warn you If you get into a discussion with the school district about the word equity versus equality, pretty much 100% across the board, and I want you to report if I'm wrong, but your school district will vote for the term equity. They will use equity everywhere. And this is where the diversity, equity, inclusion committees come from. It all stems from this ideology. Then we have opposition to meritocracy. Critical race theorists oppose meritocracy, especially standardized testing and competitive admissions in the education system. They claim that meritocracy is a mechanism to uphold racist structures and is derived from racism, nativism, and eugenics. When the governor of Oregon decided that students graduating in the next five years from Oregon schools will will be graduated even though 
They lack proficiency in math, basic proficiency in math, reading, and writing. Is in, that is in direct agreement with this premise, this opposition to meritocracy. They don't believe that people should be rewarded for academic achievement. No wonder Governor Brown stated that they were doing this in order to give minorities a break. There's a lot more I could say about that, but we need to move on. We have five more points to make. The next one is active racial discrimination. Critical race theorists believe that the state must actively discriminate against racial groups that are deemed privileged, meaning whites and sometimes Asians. Critical race theorists support policies such as racial quotas, race-based benefits, and race-based redistribution of wealth. And then what about restriction of free speech? They're really chipping away at our Constitution here, aren't they? Restriction of free speech? Critical race theorists believe that the First Amendment serves to advance the interest of white supremacy and systemic racism under the guise of freedom of speech, and they argue that the government should restrict freedom of speech that is racist or hateful. Abolition of whiteness. Critical race theorists believe that society should work to abolish. Oh my gosh. To abolish the white race. Although they often insist this means dismantling cultural constructions associated with white identity, this language often adopts tropes associated with race elimination. How about neo-segregation? Critical race theorists endorse a new form of racial segregation, often called racial affinity groups or racial caucuses with separate meanings, facilities, living quarters, and training programs for whites and racial minorities, dividing them, dividing us, dividing our children. The assumption is that whites must do the work to address their internalized racial superiority and racial minorities must be protected from invasive whiteness. And last but certainly not least, and we'll final, finalize this discussion today with this point and take it up again next time. Anti-capitalism and forced redistribution of property. Critical race theorists have adopted the core Marxist position of anti-capitalism, arguing that America is an imperialistic, white, supremacist, capitalist patriarchy. They argue that whiteness, initially constructed as a form of racial identity, evolved 
into a form of property, allowing whites to extend domination from slavery into the free market society. The solution is to redistribute private property and dismantle the system of capitalism. I'm going to talk about the virtues of capitalism when we get together again. This is Parents' Rights Now. Oh, and please check your show notes. We have a link to a brief questionnaire. We'd really uh, love to have you fill out. You could help us out a lot if you would do that. Uh, Give us some feedback about what you think about pre. Oh, and one last thing. It would be so, so great if you could help us out financially as well. Um, You know, we have ongoing expenses every month and we're growing, growing like crazy. And uh, we do give assistance to all of our chapters. They can uh, ask people in their various states to contribute. So you might want to consider that if there is a chapter in your state, uh, you can indicate that you prefer for the money to go directly to the state. And Pre keeps 20% of that and 80% goes to the chapters to help them with their expenses for printing, etc. A lot of them are putting on events and we encourage them to do that. And so this helps them to grow and to take action. And um, anyway, just go to the donate page on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Thanks much.